0: Welcome to The Realist Uncensored, where we're bringing you real fucking issues and real fucking opinions. I'm Checkers, and over there, as always, is MJ.
1: What's going on, everybody? Listening in on your favorite podcast directory, YouTube and Rumble.
0: All right, there's a couple formats for the show we're going to get into real quick. And then uh, we're going to get right into it. It's been another busy week with the articles. A lot of shit coming out. Maybe you've seen it. Maybe you haven't. So, first and foremost is... Friday show, which is today, the realist weekly wrap up where we grab articles from the week and we talk about them. Then there's Wednesday show, which uh, you should probably already know about because today is Friday, so you should already heard the Wednesday show. Um, but if you haven't and it's your first time listening, I guess I'll tell you about it. It's the realist, the realist unwrap, where we grab a certain subject and we dive into it. It's pretty simple. And then you get our opinions and our thoughts on that matter or the article. Then we have MJ's message uh, Mondays, which he has vaulted up. He doesn't tell anybody when he's releasing them. He just releases them. That's right. And then we have holiday specials and important dates to the country. And then sometimes, which I didn't mention, we have Sunday specials, which, you know, that's when the week's real (laughs) heavy. (laughs) <laughs> the
1: articles
0: <laughs> but um with that being said you know that's the formats and uh, another quick thing that um me and mj just want to get out to you listeners is we know in multiple states we have a really heavy download volume so our message to all you listeners is if you like the show share it with somebody and it doesn't matter if they align with the thoughts anyways, because everybody needs to hear this message. We need to get this message across America. So share the fucking show. Exactly. If you like the show as much as you do and you're listening to it every day and you're you're giving us the, the downloads, fucking share it with somebody.
1: Yes. That, yep.
0: that, that That would help us out more of getting this message across the country because there's plenty of people that have come up to me and have told me, Oh man, I didn't know anybody else thought this way. I didn't, I didn't know that. Well, fucking there's plenty of people. It's a majority of the country.
1: It is. And you'd be
0: surprised if you were like, Hey, fucking just you, you guys should check this show out. And that goes for you. Uh, people in California, Virginia, uh, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut. Um, you know, those are where our, our heaviest downloads are, but we, we do have listener. Oh, uh, did I mention Virginia? yeah yeah okay and um you know we got illinois um minnesota wisconsin like you guys are listening share the show
1: share it exactly with everybody
0: i don't i don't care if they align with the message you because you know what they might hear what we're talking about and be like oh fuck i didn't know that
1: and yeah it might it might make sense and click with them because they're they're brainwashed with what's going on in the media
0: yeah so uh if you want to do the show a favor, fucking spread the word because um, we're we're doing our best to do it um, on social media, but we keep getting fucking uh, <laughs> censored. Or you know we're out we're out trying to spread the word. You know when we're out, you know just living our lives. So if you guys could do us a favor, if you really like the show, share the show. Like yep. yeah, put it on put it on your social media platforms. Don't be scared because you like the message. If you like the fucking message we're, we're talking about, put it on your social media platform. Exactly. Somebody somebody on your fucking social media might be like, wow, that's a good show. I got to go check it out. Right. Don't be scared to say, I agree with those two fucking morons. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's funny. All right. So my first article comes from SOTT.net. Remember when NASA acknowledged climate change occurs because of changes in Earth's solar ob- orbit, orbit, not because of SUV and fossil fuels? And it's absolutely true. For more than 60 years, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, or NASA, has known that the changes occur, occurring to planetary weather patterns are completely natural and normal. But the space agency, for whatever reason, has chosen to let the man-made global warming hoax persist and spread to the detriment of human freedom. I mean, they might be sitting back and not really talking about it, but in the same sense, they're a government-funded organization. So if the government doesn't want that information out there, they're going to tell them not to do it. It was the year 1958, to be precise, when NASA first observed that changes in the solar orbit of the Earth along with alterations to the Earth's axle tilt are both responsible for what climate scientists today have dubbed as warming or cooling depending on their agenda. In no way, shape, or form are we humans warming or cooling the planet by driving SUVs or eating beef, in other words. (laughs) But NASA has thus far failed to set the record straight and has instead chosen to sit silently back and watch as liberals freak out about the world supposedly ending in 12 years because of too much livestock or too many plastic straws. And it's absolutely true. All that, that, whole, that whole thing is just a marketing ploy to get your votes. That's all that it is. In the year 2000, NASA did publish information on its Earth Observatory website about the Milankovitch climate theory Uh, revealing that the planet is in fact changing due to extraneous factors that have absolutely nothing to do with human activity. But again, this information has yet to go mainstream some 19 years later, which is why deranged climate obsessed leftists have now begun to claim that we are only that we really only have 18 months left before the planet dies from an excess of carbon dioxide or CO2, which is true. And funny thing is a lot of people say that in Hollywood in movies um, there's a lot of shit that happens in the movies and it's actually real shit and one of the one of uh, a really good movie for me is the day after tomorrow I don't know if you've seen that but it basically talks about the ice age and how we had an ice age fucking millions of years ago and so why do we have a fucking ice age million years ago if there was no fucking pollution you know what i mean so that just it it, it, and it's a fact-driven thing you can check it out and look through it um that we had an ice age and that the earth just goes through these cycles and we're just along for the ride literally we have no effect on it but it goes on to say the truth the truth however is much more along the lines of what siberian astrophysicist mulitan Milankovitch, after whom the Milankovitch cl- uh, climate theory is named, propose about how the seasonal and latitude variations of solar radiation that hit the Earth in different ways and at different times have the greatest impact on Earth's changing climate patterns. And it's a really really long article, so I encourage you guys to go check that out on sott.net. Um. Remember when NASA acknowledged climate change occurs because of changes in Earth's solar orbit, not because of SUV and fossil fuels.
0: We'll we'll throw that link on our website, which is, um, before MJ interrupts me, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: the realistuncensored.podbean.com. And uh, we'll have that article up there for you yeah, guys to check out if it's that lengthy.
1: It, it is. It's All really right. long.
0: Well, we'll get into my first article. This is from TB Daily News, okay? And I did check out this story. Um, City leaders quiet about four kids found at South Boston transgender party filled with dead bodies, sex toys, and drugs. So for you uh, Massachusetts listeners, this might be an interesting story for you because it is not being covered by the local media i looked up, looked it up online. They only have two stories by uh, the Boston Herald on this. So they're trying to sweep this one under the rug. Right. Um, The most unreported story in Boston right now is the fact that over the weekend, first responders were called to public housing complex in South Boston, where a man in cardiac arrest was found, um, arrest and found a horrifying scene filled with men in drag and at least five children between the ages of five and 10.
1: Disgusting.
0: So this is from the Boston Herald. Four children uh, living living in horrible conditions while being uh, hidden from first responders were found in the apartment filled with alcohol, drugs, and sex toys, and a dead man, according to the uh, an incident report and outraged officials. This is sickening, and said an uh, at-large city councilor, Michael Flaherty, I was informed by people at the scene that there were drugs, alcohol, and sex toys all over the apartment, as well as a dead body on the floor. Um, that fire, the fire department report obtained by the Herald and confirmed by the police, uh, by the police response states that the Boston Fire Department crew was sent to Old Colony Ave Saturday morning for a call that a man had gone into cardiac arrest and required medical attention. That address is Mary Ellen uh, McCormick housing complex run by the city. However, according to the incident report, firefighters found more than just a routine medical emergency. The apartment was uh, was in extremely unsanitary conditions. Approximately six adults who appeared to be males were in the apartment. Um, They wrote saying they um, found four children in the back room being hidden by one of the adult males, first responders said. According to the incident, the children ranged from ages 5 to 10. All of the adult parties were being uncooperative and did not provide helpful information. All the adults present denied having uh, children inside the apartment, they wrote. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. They're not going to be like, oh, they're over here.
0: (laughs) Fire crews said they filed a 51A form with an appropriate state agency. The fire crews, according to the incident report, performed CPR on the person in in cardiac arrest who apparently died. The Boston Police Department is investigating. A fire department spokesman confirmed a call came in from the address. At about 11.11 a.m. on Saturday, June 17th, officers responded to an area of 381 Old Colony Ave for the death investigation. District um, detectives handling, not suspicious, no further information, a Boston Police Department spokesman told the Herald. It is unclear whether the children were relatives of the people the fire department described as appearing to be male or if they lived in, in the apartment. Flaherty, public safety chairman of council, uh, told the Herald Monday night the dead body found on the floor was from an apparent overdose and that a man wearing a wig claiming to be the father of the kids was found in the back bedroom. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Multiple sources tell the Herald some of the adults were dressed as women when first responders arrived to the scene. Mm. I'm just showing up to that. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Pride Month. Perhaps city councilor Julie uh, Mija should, be, should uh, do something about the fact that pedos are using public housing to have a drug-fueled parties with children instead of suing, um, suing award-winning journalists for asking questions about the alleged police cover-ups. How is this uh, not front page news? A government subsidized apartment filled with sex toys, drugs, a dead body, possible pedophiles who demand you call them a woman and four fucking children. I added the fucking in there. We- <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sure they were thinking it. Off.
0: <laughs> we know that they're hiding something since they refused to cooperate with the first responders and initially tried to hide the children in the back room. Yet we don't know who lives in the apartment, and somehow. No one has been has been fucking arrested?
1: Doesn't surprise me.
0: I've been put in the records request for the incident report, but the city of Boston routinely violates public records laws by not responding for months. So I won't hold my breath. The Herald's reporting is also confusing. First it says that all parties in the apartment denied being the parents of the children, then after, then later on says a man in a wig claimed to be one of their, uh, the father of them all. If that was the case, then why, why wouldn't he get the hell out of, out of there before the first responders arrived? You know, because the cops were there about to find a dead BLT one, two, three next, uh, to, to a, uh, bunch of dildos and, um, Use needles, and it's gonna, it's gonna be uh, tough to explain that to uh, to the cops when you have children around. Meanwhile, while the only two city councilors speaking out about this are Mayor Wu, who had plenty of time to tweet about how we need to repair all the harm we've done to Black people, (laughs) 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 but not. Not much time to acknowledge her concern over the project of pedal parties in South Boston. Julia Miji M- has was also ce- celebrating Juneteenth and embracing our history despite not even being remotely close to qualifying as a black person. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope Julia doesn't sue me over pointing out her non-concern for the for the men who claim to be women hosting kids at dildo parties in public housing. But if you have any information on this, please feel free to reach out to us, this this meaning the people that wrote this, at turtleboysports at gmail.com or message Clarence Woods Emerson on Facebook, a house full of pedos, drugs, sex toys, uh dead bodies and children is a story that the public should be made fully aware
1: about oh absolutely exactly and that's absolutely. why that's
0: why i'm i'm you know we're we're covering it
1: right and we've been talking about that fucking for for what a month or two at least yeah that's what that's what the the drag drag story hour with the fucking kids this is exactly why they want to do it because they want to get close with the kids cuz it fucking gets them off cuz they're fucking sick fucks
0: well, it's not that. It's you know the transgender community is uh, basically hijacking the LBG community, yeah. and what what I mean by that is every trans person is dominant. That's in uproar about everything. Is the man trying to become the female, and they're describing themselves as trans because they're actually pedophiles. Because who the fuck gets mad because they can't have conversations or talk to children privately? Who right. are grown adults. Exactly. Pedophiles. Yeah. Not yeah. trans people or drag queens or anybody like, or a normal gay person. It's the fucking pedophiles.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're just using they're using that as a label and a vice to, and a vessel to, to get what they want. Yeah. And you have all these stupid fucks out there fucking going along. Well, I support you. Yeah. You're, you're brave and this and that. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Read through the bullshit. Jesus Christ, people. So, my next article is from CNN. It could take 131 years for the world to close the gender gap, report shows. Progress on achieving global gender equality is languishing. A new report from the World Economic Forum, Jesus, estimates that women won't attain parity with men for another 131 years. In other words, not until 2154. The overall gender gap, a measurement of equality across the realms of all, of the economy, politics, health, and education, closed by a mere 03 percent as compared to last year, according to the WEF's Global Gender Gap Report 2023 released on Wednesday. The tepid progress is closing the gaps and indications of parity slipping in the areas such as economy create an urgent case for renewed and concerted. Action Zadia Zahida managing the direct uh, managing director at the WEF wrote in the report and you know what all this trans shit like you have said before is another thing that they're not mentioning in this article as to why the equality is not there because they are slowly erasing women and it's it's fucked up. Recent years have been marked by major setbacks for gender uh, parity globally with previous progress disrupted by the COVID-19 pandemic's impact on women and girls in education and the workforce, followed by economic and geopolitical crisis, Zahida wrote. Today, some parts of the world are seeing partial recoveries while others are experiencing deteriorations. As new crises unfold, the WEF's gender gap Index measures parity, gender parity in 146 countries in a car, across four areas: economic participation and opportunity, educational attainment, health and survival, and, and political empowerment. Overall parity has improved by 4.1 percent, 4.1 percentage points, since the WEF lot launched the index in 2006, and it gives a, it gives a. A little graph here of who's closing the gender gap. And uh, Iceland is number one. United States, number 43. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. While the report shows progress in the areas of educational attainment and upticks in the health and survival and political empowerment categories, the economic participation gap showed some regression. Sounding alarm bells of a post-pandemic crisis, according to the report. How about you get off the fucking pandemic fake bullshit and actually actually dive into this and see what, what it really is? Stop fucking. That shit happened three years ago. Get the fuck over it. The recovery from the shock and ensuing poly, uh, poly crisis has been slow and so far incomplete And in the current context coupled with techno, technical. Techno, oh my God, I can't say that word. Technical. <laughs> Ah, oh, shit. Technology and climate change risk causing uh, further regression in women's economic empowerment. According to the report, not only are millions of women and girls losing out on economic excess and opportunity, but these reversals also have wide-ranging consequences for the global economy. The WEF estimates that it will take 169 years to achieve global, global economic parity and 162 years for political parity. Only nine countries have closed at least 80% of their gap. Iceland, Norway, Finland, New Zealand, Sweden, Germany, Nicaragua, Namibia, and Lithuania. For the 14th year, Iceland is the most gender-equal country by having closed 91.2% of its gap, according to the WEF. The United States is 43rd with a parity score of 748 The United States dropped in the overall ranking from last year when it was 27th with 76.9 parity as a result of a sharp decline in the political empowerment index, which measures the gap between men and women in the highest levels of political decision making. And I think the biggest thing is right now the trans movement and suppressing women. I think that's a that's that would that would uh cut down on that that gender equality a lot.
0: Well, that's going to bring me into my next article, CNN owner sponsoring drag queen story hour for kids.
1: Here we go again.
0: So, that that's probably uh the gender gap they're talking about.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Warner Brothers, Discovery owner of CNN, will sponsor an LGBTQ plus film festival in July, which includes a drag queen story hour for children. Uh, Deadline is reporting. The entertainment news website uh, attributed the information to Outfest, which uh, bills itself as the world's largest LGBTQ plus. Um, You know, uh, I'm just going to say they forgot IA. Um, 2S or S2, or whatever it is, and they forgot, they forgot all the hieroglyphics and <laughs> you know, the numbers and um, math That's... equations that go with that acronym. <laughs> Film and media organization joining Warner Brothers Discovery is presenting the event it, event is uh, Genesis Motor America. The Outfest Los Angeles uh, Summer Festival, scheduled from July 13th to the 23rd, will be capped off at the uh, at a theater in Los Angeles with activities including a family day celebration. Wow. According to Deadline, queer youth and queer families will be invited to attend two film programs for children and teens. Activities will include drag, st- drag, drag, blah. Drag story hour. So now they're not calling it a drag queen story hour. It's drag. It's just drag. Yeah. Outfest tweeted on Thursday. We are excited to announce our centerpiece films for the 41st hashtag Outfest LA Film Festival, including honoring actor, producer, musician, um uh Amanda Steinberg and don't give a fuck who the, these people are. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyways, they're honoring these two fuck-ups at this uh, film festival that's uh, promoting Drag Queen Story Hour for kids. So it's uh, another event for all you pedophiles hiding as transsexuals to go be around little boys and girls. Yep. Good exactly. for you, fucking idiots.
1: That's exactly what it is.
0: More, more fucking bullshit. But that's going to wrap up that one having to do with uh, the CNN owner sponsoring this shit.
1: Did you hear about the CNN anchor or whatever he was, producer, that was charged with fucking having all all these counts of child porn? That's fucked up. Well, that's probably. You know? Yeah. Fucking. It's disgusting. But as we as people need to fucking come down and, and express fucking that we're disgusted with it and be loud and vocal about it. Yeah. Like, discovery.
0: I didn't know uh, was the owner that, that he the owner of CNN owned Discovery, but I'm all done with Discovery. Yeah, I used to watch a lot of shows on Discovery. I was going to get Discovery Plus, but fuck that. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not giving my money to fucking people that support this fucking bullshit. Exactly. The list keeps growing.
1: It does. Pretty soon we're, we're going to be fucking.
0: Pretty soon I'm just rubbing gonna,
1: sticks together and just watching the fire. <laughs> pretty soon
0: I'm just going to be wearing like my my work uniform every day. Fucking not watch well, I barely watch any TV as it is. So I mean it's not it's not, not affecting me that much. Right. Uh, one of these fat blue haired fucks that sits in front of their fucking computer all day watching fucking stupid ass TV and trolling the fuck out of people. Right. I actually contribute to the economy. Actually, you blue haired fucks, you're the you're the the whole reason you're allowed to do that is
1: because of people like me that work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So my next article is from Breibart. Florida officials come in contact with ten thousand migrants, including MS thirteen gang members, on terror watch list. Oh wow. Yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy.
0: But no nobody bad's coming across the border. No, no, wow. no, wow. no. They're wow. they're all, you know, nice, they're, nice they're, families they're, and, they're, and they're they're angels.
1: Yes, that's right. They're coming down from the heavens. <laughs> <laughs> Through Mexico. <laughs> Florida officials have come in contact with roughly 10,000 migrants, migrants, including an MS-13 gang member on the U.S. terror watch list as part of Operation Lone Star, Governor Ron DeSantis announced this week. Florida stands as one of the four, uh, four states that recently deployed resources to support Texas Governor Greg Abbott's Operation Lone Star focused on addressing the illegal immigration crisis. On Monday, DeSantis provided an update Reeling that Florida ha- officials have come into contact with roughly 10,000 illegal migrants, including an MS-13 gang member on the United States terror watch list. In an update, the governor of, uh, the governor's office said Florida teams have assisted with Texas Department of Public Safety with over 600 arrests, including felony charges for human smuggling, drug paraphernalia. Unlawful carrying of weapons, a suspect with a capital murder warrant, and an MS 13 gang member currently on the US terror watch list. So there you fucking go. With 600 people, they were carrying weapons, drug paraphernalia, human smuggling, capital murder warrants, a fucking gang member. And that's just who they caught out of 600.
0: But you got all these stupid liberal fucks out there saying, oh, all these people who are coming across the border need asylum. Well, that's great. I could go to a fucking other country and claim asylum, too. Yeah. But you know what? They're going to get me in front of a judge a lot quicker than this fucking country is. Oh, yeah, they
1: are. Florida teams continue to intercede human uh, smugglers and drug, drug traffickers with over 230 pounds of drugs worth an estimated $184,000. Seized over the weekend, the price. Oh, that must have been weed, because that's not. <laughs> that's not a high price. It's legal here, so fuck it. Deployed Florida resources included over 300 service members with the Florida National Guard, as well as Florida Department of Law Enforcement agents, Florida Highway Patrol troopers, and Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission officers. FHP all alone has been involved in over 160 human trafficking arrests and troopers have assisted with 2,541 traffic stops. They also assisted in repelling over 100 undocumented migrants attempting to forcibly push towards the U.S. border at Brownsville International Bridge. All responding agencies utilize barriers to hold the line and prevent the migrants from illegally crossing, according to the press release. In May, Abbott announced that Tennessee, Nebraska, Idaho, and Florida Sent support to Texas as part of this operation. At my direction, state agencies, including law enforcement at the Florida National Guard, are being deployed to Texas with assets including personnel, boats, and planes," DeSantis said in a statement at the time. While Biden ignores the crisis he created, Florida stands ready to help Texas respond to the crisis. And that's going to do it for that article. Um, But one thing about DeSantis, you know, he's in he's in the presidential race and all that shit. Shut the fuck up about what everybody else is doing and just focus on what you're doing and what you're going to do if you're elected president and leave it at that. That's it. That's my presidential statement. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my next statement... Statement. <laughs>
1: you heard it first. <laughs> on the real Sun- <laughs> section. No.
0: The next article is from the Gateway Pundit. Okay. Okay. And uh, me and MJ have been telling you, hey, if you don't want to drink Bud Light, you should be drinking this beer. But you know what? Fuck this beer now too, okay? Yep. The next Bud Light uh, Yingling beer, or as um, MJ calls it, Wing Wing, (laughs) (laughs) sponsors venue hosting drag show in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania for fucking Pride Month.
1: It's just just another one, like you know it doesn't matter to you you don't drink but doesn't I matter
0: do. i'm still boycotting them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i knew there was something with these yeah, that's what you're saying i i knew there's something with these and that's why i never drank cuz i knew they were going to go woke
0: I, I knew it i knew it as a young age. <laughs> um so uh, reowned beer brand Yingling is reportedly sponsoring a drag show venue, which will be held in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, as part of Pride Month celebration. the The event promoted as "Dragon with the Divas."
1: Oh my god!
0: <laughs> and set to occur on Friday, June 30, 30th as uh, um June thirtieth. Need your you need your drag fix. Our iconic uh, mut- uh, Muskfest drag show, Well the Queens Return to uh, mug- uh, mus- <laughs> uh, Muskfest Cafe Press by Yingling on June 30th. Clo- uh, close out Pride Month with a fierce show. The announcement on the festival social media read, yeah, I did read that. After receiving negative feedback, the caption was changed on Thursday to exclude Yingling as the sponsor. <laughs> Yingling was like, "Oh, don't mention us in that shit." <laughs> Dragon with the Divas is a drag show featuring music performed by drag queens covering popular songs by famous female artists, probably like Lady Gaga, um, and hosted by drag queen Electra Fierce St. James. Okay. Tickets for this show can be purchased at ArtsQuest. The tickets are $25 and will raise $30 to $30 the week leading to the show. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Um, all persons entering the venue, including babies in arms, must have a ticket. <laughs> oh,
1: my God.
0: So, so for you, you liberal fucks that want to bring your kids to this, just know you're not getting your baby in for free, okay? That's right. These pedophiles want you to pay. They want your money. <laughs> they want your money. And your kids. Before they fuck around <laughs> with your kid. Right. It also states that the attendance for children under two uh, two years of age may not be recommended for some performances.
1: Under, t- <laughs> under two? How yeah. about under 18? Fucks. Yingling was also one of
0: the sponsors of the Philly Pride of Philly Pride, the largest celebration of pride in Philly along with Red Bull and Corona Extra. The controversy surrounding Yingling's sponsorship decision reveals a fundamental uh uh mishap. The Uh, disregard for the brand's traditional image and consumer base. While it's important for brands to evolve and adapt to changing times, it's equally important to maintain a strong connection with their existing audience and not fall for the woke agenda. The Gateway Pundit reached out to Yingling for a comment. This article uh, was promptly updated to reflect Yingling's position on these matters. Wow, oh. so Yingling got back to them. They actually responded. Yeah, they probably said, we, we, we wanted to pull out of that. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't supposed to know that. <laughs> so, I, I, I don't know. You guys should be probably, um, instead of focusing, if you are drinking beer, why are you focusing on these massive beers? Like, go, go after a local IPA. I know a lot of people don't like the flavors because, what is it? They might be too hoppy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, IPAs but, can be pretty hoppy.
0: Yeah, but I mean, can't can't you find one that's less hoppy?
1: I mean, I'm sure. I don't and, really and, know. And, I well, mean, I've never done it myself, but I have heard a lot of people they make their own wine and beer at home. Yeah, you can buy the whole kit, and you know it's a big upfront cost, but then after that, it's
0: because because instead of supporting these massive beer companies, why don't you go and support a local beer company from yeah. your state? Yep. You know, yeah and, and figure out what their their um ideals are and see if they line up with you. And then right. you'd be like, you know what, you line up with me? Give me a beer. Right. Yeah. And fucking, you know, then you then you know, hey, fucking Timmy down the street fucking makes uh makes a good beer.
1: <laughs> oh yes I do. <laughs> and that's the thing, it's you know, there there's this whole controversy too with, you know. Um, boycotting these these companies because of of the trans agenda, and if it wasn't such a big thing affecting these these minors these kids,
0: and that's what it is. It's not oh you want to boycott trans or I want to boycott trans, and we're not transphobes or whatever the hell right. you want to call me. Which if you want to call me, fucking tell me. I don't care. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna say oh wow that's great. You think that cool? You know nothing about me, but. You might have heard my opinion on my on my on on the podcast, but okay, that's my opinion. If you don't line up with it, don't line up with it. Exactly. But we don't have a problem with the trans shit. We have a problem with
1: everything being fucking marketed towards kids. Yes. Leave yep. the fucking kids out of it. Exactly. And I'm so transphobe and so homophobic that I, I have a lesbian barber who cuts my hair. So if I was so trans and gay and lesbian phobic and all that other shit... You would? Uh, do you really think I would let a lesbian touch my hair? I don't give a shit that she's a lesbian. She cuts. She cuts my hair pre- pretty fucking good. Better than the other place I went to, yeah, which my, was a straight white guy.
0: My, my my tattoo artist is a lesbian.
1: Very true. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you know, there you go. Get off that now. Uh, my next article is the uh, National Pulse. Mel Gibson helped dismantle an international pedophile ring. Mel Gibson provided. Valuable intelligence on a pedophile ring preying on children in Ukraine. Oh, Ukraine! Why do you think
0: fucking um pedophile Biden, your groomer and thief, is uh fucking sending all this money to Ukraine because he needs a he needs to get more more children into that ring? So when he goes over there and acts like he's doing something, we know what he's doing.
1: Yep. Uh, that's according to Operation Underground Railroad rumors. Gibson was making a docu series on the $34 billion global sex, uh, child sex trafficking market involving countries like Ukraine went viral following an unsourced tweet from Leading Report. Writer Catherine Brodsky later reported these claims were false, but cited Operation Underground Railroad presented uh, President Tim Ballard, who revealed Gibson made a vital contribution to the fight against child sex trafficking. Mel is a personal hero of mine and called me back in 2022 with valuable intelligence regarding children who are rumored to be vulnerable to human traffickers in Ukraine, Ballard said. Using that intelligence, we went to Ukraine where Operation Underground Railroad, Aerial Recovery Group, and the Nazarene Fund were successful in beginning the process of dismantling a dangerous international pedophile ring, he added. The flurry of interest around the alleged Gibson documentary comes as an enormous pedophile network operating largely unhindered on Mark Zuckerberg's Instagram has been exposed. Oh, I was going to... No, yep, it just ended. <laughs> that's the end of the article. <laughs> um, I I love hearing this. This is great, you know, that that that's getting dismantled. You know, they're starting to pick away at it, but... With the government being involved, all of these, you know, the top 10 billionaires and trillionaires and, you know, the fucking elite. You can you can shut that down, but it's like shutting down the local whorehouse. That's it, because it's going to pop up somewhere else. They have not they have endless money, endless resources.
0: There's plenty of other Epsteins out there. Oh, yeah. And, and in all reality, who knows if he's even dead? I don't think he's dead. Yeah, they, he had so much money and so much dirt on people. They probably fucking did everything they could to get him out of there.
1: And that's probably what it is—they staged his death because he was and like, the, "Listen, the, if you yeah. don't get me out of here, yeah, I'm gonna f- fucking and spill they, the beans." And, and
0: they could easily get the photo of him looking like he's dead, show up with a makeup artist. He he just sits there, you know.
1: Well, not even that. I mean, fucking in Hollywood, they use all the yeah, all the dummies. They they look like real people. Yeah. So I know, uh, that that'll be that.
0: That'll be that. That will be. Okay, this next one is from the Gateway Pundit, okay? This is for all you Bank of America customers. Bank of America will spend half a billion on diversity initiatives. You know what? If you're a Bank of America customer and you still haven't pulled your money out of the fucking bank, you're a moron.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs)
0: <laughs> bank of America has announced their intentions to spend half a billion dollars on diversity issues. This more than doubles their initial 200, billion, $200 million commitment, okay? And this is why I say if you're still with Bank of America, you're a moron because they're using your goddamn money to fucking put into these diversity issues. They're, that That's how banks work. They use the money that's in their banks. So that would be like... you your your money is the customer according to um a bank of america press release we work across our company to address critical needs in our communities including the lack of access to capital that diverse business owners face as they start to grow their businesses um Global said the global head of strategic and substantial substan- sustainable investments at Bank of America. We want to empower the talented fund managers who keenly understand how to identify and support those business owners. Each time we support a minority or a woman, oh boy, they said a woman. So Bank of America is saying what they know what a woman is. I was just gonna say, <laughs> led fund. They in in turn support diverse entrepreneurs which ultimately helps us towards achieving our goal to advance racial equality and economic opportunity how about how about if you can get the money due to the um the regulations of getting that money doesn't matter the color of your skin you you just get it
1: Exactly. So about, now you're going to put an underqualified, not, not underqualified, but not as highly qualified person in that position just because of the color of their skin. And then denying somebody of another race yeah, that position that they're actually more qualified for. Yeah.
0: In uh, 2021, the Gateway Pundit reported that Bank of America searched through customers' data and transaction records to provide, um, you know, data, different types of data to the FBI following the Capitol riot, which we've already talked about. right? The country's second largest bank gave data and information to the feds in request of the United States without the knowledge of these um, customers. So Bank of America scanned through customer records to flag the following. Um, where they, Were they in D.C. January 5th and 6th? Did they purchase a hotel or stay in an Airbnb in D.C., Virginia, Maryland, or... Um, after January six, airline related purchases around January six, and any purchases of weapons between January seventh and the up and coming suspected um, DC area inauguration day. So, not only are they doing this diversity shit, they're also just going to hand over your your information and what you purchase to the FBI without. Your guys' knowledge. So, again, like I said, if you're a Bank of America customer and you still have your money there after hearing this for the third week in a row, you're a fucking moron or you're lazy. One of the two. Or you just don't care. Or you support this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's going to wrap that one up. If you All don't right. know that Bank of America's fucked up, they're, they're turning into like the Nike. Of the banking industry,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty sad. I know. So my next one's from the Gateway Pundit. Massachusetts College tells students to avoid using gender-specific words like mother and father, because actually, that that, that just reminds me that you know, back in the fifties, fifties and sixties, early sixties, I guess, it, it, you know, the the ideal family was a mother, a father. And then the mother takes care of the kids and the father goes out to work because that's how society was back then. Weren't, there weren't the nuclear, opportunities.
0: The nuclear family.
1: Yeah. Um, now the nuclear family is fucking thing blowing up. <laughs> but, you know, the, the I don't know if it was the government or I remember in school they were saying that to encourage people to stay with their partners and work things out because having a two-parent household Makes the family stronger, which in turn makes the economy stronger, society stronger. And now, now why all of a sudden are we trying to phase out mother and father? Why are we trying to phase out woman and man that because they're trying to wash everything out for that 2030 agenda? Yeah. But, uh, it says where you're going to
0: own nothing and like it. Exactly. And they're going to monitor all your thoughts, dreams, text messages, Anything that, go, that, that that you're thinking about, they're going to know about. It. It's going to be put into a file.
1: Yeah. Get rid of individualism. That's what, That's they what want. it
0: is. It's not going to come by 2030 like they want because uh, Trump being in office fucked everything. <laughs> so. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so the article says, Springfield College in Massachusetts has created pronoun guidelines encouraging students to avoid using gender-specific words, including the grave sin of saying mother and father. The guidelines state, Springfield College is committed to valuing, valuing, and validating the gender identity and expression of members of the campus community. Gender identity refers to an individual's internal sense of gender, regardless of sex assigned to them at birth or the sex designated on their legal document. One way that Springfield College seeks to create gender-inclusive academic living and work environments is by encouraging all members of the campus community to indicate the pronouns they use for themselves. If desired, in class, in residence halls, workplaces, in other settings, and by encouraging members of the campus community to respect these pronouns. Gendered nouns to uh, to avoid include mother, father, sister, brother, mankind, man-made, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, son, daughter, freshman, and... Congressman, which is, uh, that, that's fucked up. And then they, they have a pronoun table. <laughs> it's fucked. Uh, the guidelines further state that pronouns are important because it is a privilege to not have to worry about which pronoun somebody is getting going to use for you based on how they perceive your gender. If you have this privilege yet fail to respect someone else's gender identity, it is disrespectful and hurtful. And if someone doesn't disclose their pronouns to you, please note that a student, staff, or community member tells you that they do not want to disclose their pronouns or do not wish uh, their pronouns to be public knowledge. You can refer to that person by their name only, i.e., Leo's book over there. Can you please hand it to Leo? Fucking stupid. How about... Whoa, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. Oh, call him Leo well what if what if five minutes from now he wants to be like Liana?
1: <laughs> right, right. Like
0: what the what the fuck?
1: Yeah. So so,
0: they, so then they're gonna be be oh what are you what are you doing? Calling me by, by by my uh my dead name? And maybe I'm fucking saying that wrong, but who the fuck cares? Okay, cause I don't. I'm gonna call you by the name that you, you you look okay.
1: Yeah, exactly. You look like a
0: fucking dude. You're gonna be called Leo.
1: Yeah, or guy, or man, bro. Yeah, something like that. You know, because guess what? I I have a shirt that says your feeling. Uh, my rights don't stop where your feelings begin, and yeah. that's exactly it. it is. Just because you don't like to be called him, her, that, whatever, it doesn't it doesn't matter. You cannot force your shit on somebody else. That's restricting my first amendment rights and that's the foundation of the country. And so you're not going to fucking come down on if that. If
0: I, if I, I haven't come across this yet, but if they can if I said, excuse me, ma'am. And they're like, I'm, I'm not a ma'am. I'm a sir. I'll be like, no, you're fucked up. That's what you are. You're
1: fucked up. <laughs> and that's a good point that you, that you, that you pointed out is that, you know, today is Leo tomorrow. It's Liana tomorrow. The next day it's something else that just shows that you have a mental Yeah. Mental problem. And if they don't, to
0: be honest, if they, if they don't understand why they're fucked up and they ask me how I'm fucked how they are fucked up, just going to respond. I don't have enough time or crayons to fucking explain (laughs) this to you because this goes, this goes further beyond your, your pronouns.
1: Exactly. So that'll do it for that article.
0: Okay. This one is from Newsmax health. Oh, you haven't heard from Newsmax in a while. What are you talking about? I didn't want already from Newsmax. <laughs> Fuck. Mysterious illnesses linked to cannabis. Whoa. Wow. There has been an increased number of cases of a rare, mysterious, and potential dangerous illness linked to cannabis use. An ABC News investigation found that despite the widespread belief that using cannabis is harm is harmless. Some people developed a condition called CHS, a cannabis hyper menace, uh syndrome, after consuming high concentrations over long periods of time. Oh, so for all you fucking retards out there that fucking, um, you have every problem, now everybody's going to be like, well, I have CHS. I can't, yep, I, can't, just, I can't deal with this. I got CHS.
1: Yep, just another label.
0: Yeah, another label for you to be a victim. According to Good Morning America, this rare illness is being reported more often as marijuana is legalized and higher potencies are available. One victim, a healthy 33-year-old named Erica, used cannabis several times a day when she was struck by CHS. She recalls thinking she was going to die, adding that her symptoms included the shakes, Uh, elevated heart rate, completely dehydrated and vomiting was back to back. I don't know. Maybe at that point you should be like, wow, I should probably start smoking weed.
1: Yeah, exactly. Just
0: stop because you're not, you're, you're clearly not doing it for any, any real reason.
1: No, it's just an excuse and a crutch.
0: Healthy Erica is probably collecting fucking state aid and everything. Just sits on her ass. Probably. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. initially she was misdiagnosed by doctors until she researched chs and diagnosed herself so now we can just diagnose ourselves and that's what it is
1: that's acceptable
0: okay we're just gonna put doctors out of work now Yep. Yeah. This rare condition causes bouts of vomiting, abdominal pain. A Canadian study found that CHS-related emergency room visits increased 13-fold from 2014 to 2021. One challenge we have is the patients sometimes believe their use of marijuana is helping, said one doctor, co-chair of the Department of Emergency Medicine at um, Cedars Sane Medical Center. We know that in patients with cancer, marijuana actually reduces, causes of, uh, reduces nausea and vomiting. So for many patients, understanding that, for them, this is poison. This is a, a tough pill to swallow. Um, another doctor claimed that patients are given intravenous fluids to hydrate them and uh, basic testing to evaluate kidney health and electrolyte balance. But to cure this condition, they must stop smoking. Oh, man. No way. Oh, wow. No, nope,
1: Can't handle can't, it.
0: Can't handle that. Nope. Some people can't even stop smoking to pay their fucking rent. Um, uh, Hagler uh, has been cannabis-free for five years, says GMA, and started a Facebook group called CHS Recovery that has 20,000 member- members. Wow. That's beautiful.
1: Yeah, so beautiful.
0: <laughs> According to Cedar Sain, marijuana has several active substances, including THC. The compounds bind the molecules found in the brain that trigger the drug high, as well as other effects on the body. The digestive tract has several molecules that also bind the THC, so marijuana affects the digestive tract as well. Mm. So if you didn't know that, you just learned something on the show. While marijuana can help the brain calm nausea, Nausea nausea and vomiting it can have the opposite effect on your digestive tract mm. Mm. it can make you more likely to have nausea and vomiting. Some heavy users develop CHS while others don't, and the reason is unclear however if you if the conditions worsen it can cause muscle spasms, weakness and kidney failure and heart arrhythmia, abnormalities, and very rare cases, brain swelling. Experts say that CHS can be prevented by not using marijuana in any form. Oh wow, really? That that's all you gotta do? That's it. Wow.
1: Look at that. Man,
0: I can't believe a doctor had to tell somebody
1: that <laughs> and then that but a doctor said that because of research and studies and all that shit but they still won't do it because all oh, that doctor doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, he about. doesn't know what
0: he's talking about. No, no. No. No.
1: Not at all. No.
0: Because what what am I going to do with my life? Because all I do is sit on state aid and smoke weed. What am I going to do? Drink alcohol? That that doesn't give me the same effect.
1: No. And that fucks up your liver too if you drink if if you're going to drink alcohol to replace weed, you'll be a fucking alcoholic. Yeah, so maybe maybe um just fucking deal with life like everybody else. Maybe get a job. Yeah. Maybe maybe contribute to society. Get two jobs so your job, your your time's occupied, so you're not sitting on TikTok, fucking wasting your life away and you're wasting your brain away.
0: Yeah, maybe you shouldn't be spending like hundreds of dollars a week on fucking weed, so you can get high because you can't deal with fucking life. You're yep. a fucking loser,
1: <laughs> and you that just is-
0: complain about and and you just complain about how hard life is, and you know nothing about life, right? yep fucking low lifes
1: so my next article article is from Fox News thousands pro- I thought
0: you did an article last week saying that Fox News is fucking shit is bullshit
1: some of it is <laughs> <laughs> thousands protest sisters of perpetual indulgence outside Darger Stadium hours Before night start of night of uh, start of Pride Night, several hours before the first pitch was thrown at the Los Angeles Dodgers Pride Night, a large group of protesters gathered outside the stadium gates. The religious organization Catholics for Catholics, which has previously described the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence as godless and Christ mocking, planned to travel to Dodger Stadium Friday night in protest of the Dodgers' decision to recognize the charity group. Earlier this week, Catholics for Catholics announced its intention to hold a four-hour prayerful procession in the hours leading up to Friday's game. The Dodgers, uh, the sisters will receive the Community Hero Award during a pregame series as part of Dodgers, uh, Dodgers Pride Night. An article posted to the Catholics for Catholics official website noted that everyone was welcome to join the protest. All are welcome to join in this event in reparation for the offenses committed against our Lord Jesus Christ and, and all against all Christians by the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, the article said. And if you don't know what that is, go look it up. Do some homework. Sure. Social media videos posted several hours before the start of the game showed that. The, they, I'll give you an idea of what it is. Okay.
0: They dress, it's dudes that dress up as nuns. And some of their activities that they do is they do a strip tease on a pole, but the pole is set up like the crucifix.
1: Yep. Yep. So if that's not disgusting enough, I mean, whatever. Uh, Social media videos uh, posted several hours before the game started the game showed that they appeared to be thousands of people outside Dodger Stadium with flags and signs. The group also appeared to pray earlier this week. Uh, The sister said they did not take the issue with groups who decided to express themselves through protests. After 27 years of activism and protests ourselves, including the ones fighting uh, Proposition 8 for our right to marry the ones we love, we certainly cannot complain about our fellow Angelanos expressing their First Amendment rights. The sister said in a statement sent to the Los Angeles Times, anyone who was interested in attending Thursday's protest, was previously instructed to meet at a parking lot near Do- Dodger Stadium. But less than two hours before the start of the game, protesters began lining the sidewalks near the stadium and appeared to block one of the entrances to Dodger Stadium. The Dodgers did not immediately respond to a request for comment on the impact the pro- uh, protesters are having on parking for fans attending tonight's game. The sisters of perpetual indulgence are a sac- a satirish... Oh, satrical performance and activist organization they are self-described leading edge order of queer and trans nuns the group has also raised funds for lgbtq plus causes i guess they don't support ia and all that other shit <laughs> hieroglyphics numbers right and that i mean that just that just shows uh how how fucked up these people are because you know they're dressing up as nuns and doing like they said leading edge order of queer and trans. If you if you know anything about the Bible, that all of that all of that stuff is looked down upon. You you're not supposed to be gay, lesbian, uh, queer, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And for you to be in that in that and then dressing as a nun, you're obviously mocking a, a huge religious group, whether you're, whether you're for it or not, it should be, you should be pissed off about it because, you know, people have the freedom of religion. Yeah. And you don't have to sit there and fucking uh, mock and, and degrade another, another religion because you don't believe in it. But that'll, that'll do it for that article.
0: Okay. The, the ne- next subject I'm going to cover is over four, articles but i'll get through it pretty quickly uh anheuser bush or as i like to call him trans bush yes. ceo to customer uh to customers we hear you okay that's it <laughs> Transheiser heiser bush fighting to recover from the backlash over social media bud bud light promotion with a transgender influencer <laughs> dick swinging dylan mulvaney told its customers hey we hear you in a statement posted on the company website, Brendan Whitworth, Transheiser Bush's CEO offered no apology for the controversy to all our valued customers. We hear you. Great. What do you hear was on? Um, our summer advertising advertising launches next week, and you can look forward to Bud Light reinforcing what you've always loved about our brand. That it's easy to drink and easy to enjoy, he said. Is that true? Yeah. It's easy to enjoy and drink?
1: Yeah, it, it was. I don't know. I haven't had it in a while now. As we move <laughs> forward,
0: we will focus on what we do best, brewing great beer and earning our place in, moment, uh, in moments that matter to you. Was there a country song playing in the background as he was saying? <laughs> <laughs> we recognize that over the last two months, the discussion surrounding our company and Bud Light has moved away from beer. And this has impacted our uh, consumers, our business partners, and our employees. We are, are a beer company and beer is for everyone. Today we are announcing important actions as we continue to move forward. We are investing to protect the jobs of our frontline employees. We are providing financial assistance to our independent wholesalers to help support their employees. Hey, dumb fuck. You're too late on
1: this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Every, everybody's moved on. Everybody look at, look at, look at what's going on with target and target did that after you.
1: Yeah. And listen, dumb fucks. We are the ones supporting your your business, and we decide whether or not you your doors stay open or they fucking close. Yeah, it's not.
0: Oh, we hear you. So come on back. Yeah, no. Reuters no, uh, noted that um, Transheiser Bush's InBev's uh, Bud Light has lost its top spot in the U.S. beer market to um, uh, Constellation Brands Modelo Especial after the outcry from conservatives over promotion with. Dick Swing and Mulvaney. They actually wrote that in the article. No, they didn't. no, I know.
1: <laughs> That'd have been fucking great.
0: Sales of Bud Light and Budweiser dropped 24.6% and 9.2%, respectively, for the, the four weeks ending June 3rd from earlier uh from earlier. While Modelo sales rose 10 point, uh 10.2% according to consulting company Bump Williams, which sources um, the data, okay? And that one was from Newsmax. And we're going to bring it to another one from Newsmax. Anheuser-Busch, CMO, Mulvaney, mistake. Bud Light coming back.
1: <laughs> no, you're not.
0: <laughs> the, the global chief marketing officer of Transheuser-Busch acknowledged on Monday that the backlash concerning Bud Light's uh, collaboration with um a dude named Dylan Mulvaney, who has a dick, served as a wake-up call for the company. In March, Bud Light faced significant boycotts due to their partnership with this, this man of man, Dylan Mulvaney. <laughs> well, dude, the guy's got a five o'clock shadow every time right. he fucking does something. That's and, fucked
1: up. He could grow a beard better than me. <laughs> as
0: a result, the company's sales decline, um, the CMO... Spoke to the controversy on Monday at uh, Lions Festival, telling Ad Age that it's tough to see the controversial and uh, device debates that have been happening in the U.S. the last couple of weeks, involving lots of brands and companies, including, including, and especially Bud Light. It's tough, exactly. It's tough, exactly, because what we do is all about bringing people together. No, 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 no. no, no. no. You make beer. That is your (laughs) fucking job. That's it. That's all you got to do. And then, oh, bring people together. You're literally taking a dude that has a fucking dick and saying, hey, you know what? You identify as a fucking girl. But you know what? We're going to line up with you and what you're about. So you're about marketing your beer brand to fucking children. Let's bring the children together. Let's get them drunk for all the pedophiles. Yep. You fucking stupid fuck. Oh, we're here to bring people together. No, you make beer. People go buy your beer and that's it. You you don't have a bigger fucking thing going on. It's make beer. People will buy your product. You guys didn't have to do shit. People just went in, bought your product, drank it, had a good time. They don't need to hear from you. In times like this, when things get diverse and controversial so easily, I think it's an important wake-up call to all of us marketers, uh, first of all, to be very humble. That's what we're doing, being very humble and uh, really reminding ourselves of what we should do best every day. Yeah, make fucking beer and keep your fucking mouth shut, (laughs) which is too... (laughs) to really understand our consumers, which is to really celebrate and appreciate every consumer that loves our brands, but in a way that we can do it together, not apart. The marketing exec continued, who cares if fucking people are apart? All you guys got to do is make beer, shut up, and your beer will sell itself. If you guys didn't do this, your sales would be fucking through the roof right now, probably still. So he insisted that the beer and beverage company would be campaigning around the country to reconnect with its customer base. It's too late. This what um, this that's what Bud Light stands for. It exists to make beer easier to drink and enjoy. That's why we are uh, we all as a team will be um, doing and moving forward with the group. That's what leaders do. Bud Light is coming back. It's going to it's going all around the country, reconnecting with consumers, moving forward. That's what you can expect from Bud Light and the U.S.
1: Still no apology,
0: though. No. Um, The word comes from the CMO. uh, The word from the CMO comes as Bud Light attempts to repair its relationship with distributors by providing financial assistance for the impact by plummeting beer, beer, uh, beer sales. So the only reason they're doing this is because their frontline workers are not making any money, and now they got to step up and fucking pay for it, right? Um, so that that's going to wrap up that one from uh, Newsmax, and then we're going to bring it over to Newsweek because they're saying an Anheuser Busch employee hints the company sabotaged Bud Light on purpose. Wow. Former Transhauser-Busch employee has suggested in an interview that the brewing company deliberately sabotaged Bud Light in an attempt to cut costs. Starting in April, Bud Light has been subjected to relentless backlash for a small branding partnership, and it had, it wasn't a small branding partnership. <laughs> <laughs> it had with transgender influencer, who?
1: Dick swinging Dylan Mulvaney.
0: And a video posted on Instagram on April 1st Dick Swing and Mulvaney said the beer brand had sent her a can with her face on it. Uh no, it was a dude. Yep. And it was a dude's face on
1: it. And it was a six-pack, not a can.
0: Yeah. For 365 days of living as a woman. No, it was 365 days of girlhood. Okay. Yep. Newsweek
1: can't be a woman if you identify as a 12-year-old girl.
0: Yeah. Why Why are you a spokesperson for Tampax when you can't even have a period yet?
1: Because it holds his shit in. Well, you can't have a period
0: anyways. He must be just shoving the tampons up his fucking ass. Ooh, that's, ooh, wow. Right? Uh Dick Swing and Mulvaney's partnership with Bud Light drew... Uh, boycott calls for several conservative figures, including representative Dan Crenshaw, a Texas Republican. Since the calls for the boycott began over two months ago, Bud Light has been a rapid drop off of domestic sales and revenue remains constantly below what it should um, last year. All right. Um, you know, And a former Transheiser Bush employee who said uh, he worked with the company for 10 years and being laid off in recent weeks told conservative commentator uh, in an interview that he believes the downfall may have been orchestrated. Speaking anonymously on uh, an Outkick.com show, the former employee said he had previously worked for the company in Houston where everybody was upset with the. Dick Swing and Mulvaney collaboration, including management. Nobody's happy about it," said the unnamed man. Everybody thinks it was a very bad idea. Obviously, you know it's sa- it's sales and everything shows that. So I mean, they express the fact that they were shocked. Why would you? Why would you do this? What were were they thinking? Especially now, it's like the worst worst time yet. The best timing for the company to change. Change the way it operates from the corporate level. He continued. That's just my opinion. And uh, many of us are talking about that. Like they planned it in a way that was like a strategic destruction of Bud Light. Well, um, you you can go on to read this one. This is a, a Newsweek article. Anheuser- transizer, Bush employee hints towards company sabotage, but it's not company sabotage. It's just them trying to line up with the ESG and DEI scores so they can get funding for the future.
1: Yeah. And like you've done, you've done a uh, multiple articles on this before. And it was, it was the, that one lady that was in charge of marketing. And then they try to walk it back and saying, Oh, well, we didn't know she was going to be doing that. You hired her she, she is so strong for the, for the, the leftist shit that it's going to be on her, her fucking, um, on her, her profile yeah. and all that shit. And like in the interview process, she's probably going to be like, I, I strongly support the trans movement, this, this, and this. I
0: strongly support it. That's why I brought down Bud Light. <laughs> so this last one from Newsweek cover where this will cover up, uh, our transizer, Transizer Bush special on the show. Um, <laughs> Budweiser's camo can, b- camo bottles mocked after Bud Light Dylan Mulvaney partnership. Oh, really? Wow. I didn't see that coming.
1: Right. Did you? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. man.
0: It. Wow. How? Budweiser has been mocked for its new um, beer bottle celebrating military veterans as first responders. The beer brand has been firing, um, has been in a firing line since. The stable mate beer, Bud Light, faced a national boycott campaign over the partnership with transgender influencer Dick Swing and Dylan Mulvaney. Both, both beer brands owned by Transheiser Bush, but Budweiser faced mockery when it announced was helping to raise funds for the fold, um, for Fold of Honor. The organization provides educational scholarships to spouses and children of fallen and disabled military service members and first responders. Budweiser announced its new camo Cam- camo bottles on Twitter. The first time the brand's official account had had a tweet since April when um, when the, the man they lined up with uh, started a controversy introducing the limited edition camo bottle made to celebrate 13 years of partnership with folds of honor raise one to our military veterans. OK, so despite the good intentions to support Folds of Honor, many people slam Budweiser in replies, labeling it as a marketing ploy. And who the fuck said this? Hmm. Hmm. Didn't we talk about this a couple weeks ago? I think we did. On this show? Yeah. That, that, that this wasn't going to work out for them?
1: Right. Wow. Wow. Man. Fucking.
0: How, how did we know?
1: Oh, we're geniuses, well. I guess. So. <laughs> nope. Too late. This
0: is easy, Transheiser Bush. All you need to do is say, we were wrong. We forgot who our customers are and we went woke and we we insulted women and insulted our customers with gender, gender insanity nonsense. We have learned our lesson and we're going to stay to the core to who our customers are and people, normal people who make this country work and don't believe in this gender nonsense. Do you do that, and you might have a shot back into our good graces. Without, without it, might as well forget about it. Complained uh, said one person. Yep. Another added, this is a tacky marketing ploy to try to regain your losses from the Bud Light fiasco. I don't know about anyone else but I will never buy any of their products again. I feel sorry for Folds of Honor. In the past years, this has been great. But plenty of people celebrated the brand, supporting the families and military and veterans. Um, So basically, my thing is, I think it's a ploy, and we talked about this previously, so I'll just say real quick, I think it's fucked up. The Transizer Bush is using... Uh, military families to try to gain back sales. So you, you, there there has been people, men and women that went and fought for this country, lost their lives and now their families need help. And you're going to use that as a ploy to try to boost sales. You guys are fucked up. Exactly. And you know what? It's too late. It's too late. If you guys come out and say, we fucked up, it's been two months. If you guys haven't realized you guys fucked up, then I don't know what the fuck to tell you.
1: Yeah, because it just shows that not sorry about it. They they don't regret their decision. But
0: and that's going to wrap up my articles.
1: Okay, I'm going to bring it into my last article. Try to end on a positive note here. Oh wow! Uh, CNN, from CNN, turning pain into power. How a grieving mother transformed a neglected block near Detroit into a village of beauty and opportunity. Highland Park, Michigan. Every parent's worst nightmare is losing their child. Shamayim Harris has lived through that nightmare twice. On September 23rd, 2007, her two-year-old son, Jacoby Ra, was struck and killed in a hit-and-run in Highland Park, a suburb of Detroit. I literally thought I wouldn't be able to function or be alive or anything, she recalled. In 2021, she experienced that heart-wrenching loss again with her 23-year-old son, Shanayu was shot and killed while doing a neighborhood watch in his community. As she faced her profound grief, she, is, she also discovered her strong uh, determination uh, to channel it into something good. For the last 15 years, her trauma has fueled her mission to transform her struggling, neglected community into a vibrant village. I need to change grief into glory, pain into power, said Harris who is now, who is known as Mama Shoe. I just just tried to transform it into something bearable and something beautiful. In the early 1900s, Highland Park, Michigan became famous as one of the first Ford Motor Company factory, producing millions of Model T cars. But as the automotive industry left the area, the city suffered. Residents moved away, crime accelerated, schools shut down, storefronts were vacated. I was devastated about what I would see walking around Highland Park, said Mama Shu, a longtime resident. I wanted a beautiful city, I wanted flowers, and I wanted a thriving business. I felt that I w- that is what we deserved. And I don't know if you've seen any of the footage or any any pictures or anything like that on of Detroit, in the suburbs of Detroit, but it is fucking sad. It's like you're looking into a third-world country, mm-hmm. and that's fucked up with the city of Detroit, the state of Michigan, the fucking government, like these people are fucking suffering here. And not to take away from, you know, outreaches into other countries trying to help them because they are worse off, but we, we are suffering here and you need, to, you, need to, you need to take care of home first, first and foremost. So I understand with helping people in Africa and all these other places, but we need it here too. Like, you don't need to drive, you go halfway across the world to fucking help out. But, um, Mama Shu had a dream, had dreams before what was for her city, what could become. She would often drive past one street in particular, Avalon Street, and envision it. I would look at this block, like, wow, man, if we could just clean up this block and, and do this and do that, she said. I saw crystal clear what it would look like. Six months after the death of Jacoby Ra, a house on the corner of Avalon Street went up for sale for $5,000. $5,000 for a house. That just shows how bad it is over there. Mama Shu didn't have the money for it, but she knew she had to have the the house. She called the realtors right away. I said, I'll give y'all $3,000. And I didn't have the $3,000 either, she said. I just had to make sure I got it. With her savings and borrowed money, Mama Shu bought the house, and then uh, slowly she began purchasing other lots on Avalon Street. I initially started, the, uh, started building the village with just any money that I could get, she said. Income tax refund checks, my work check, selling fish sandwiches for $5, getting donations. She drew up plans for what she envisioned, and for eight years, she, she and volunteers worked to clean up the block. Some houses were torn down, others refurbished. In 2016, Mama Shu created the Avalon Village, a nonprofit with the mission of revitalizing the street and creating a safe and nurturing space for the entire community. Today, she and her organization own 45 lots of land across three blocks, um, and it goes on and on and on. It's actually a pretty long article, so if you guys want to check it out, it's on uh, it's on CNN, CNN's website. Turning pain into power, how her grieving mother transformed a neglected block near Detroit into a village of beauty and opportunity. And right there, if this if this lady can do this in one of the worst areas in the country, then other people can do it in their in their uh, their area also. So that'll do it for that. All right. So um pretty much. What? I just see you over there making some faces.
0: <laughs> well, I was going to let everybody know that Dylan Mulvaney um, sponsored not only with Transheiser Bush, but Nike, Ulta Beauty, Rent the Runway, KitchenAid, Kind Snacks. Oh, son of a bitch. I know. So I'm done with I Kind have have Snacks. I have those at home. Uh, Kate Spade, <laughs> K18 Hair, Instacart, um, Hust Labs, Crest, Tampax. Sarah v and this other brand so i looked up something crest and tampax are owned by procter and gamble oh no which sucks yeah so if you need to know what brands are covered under procter and gamble that would be all always menstrual hygiene products um aerial laundry detergent, bounty towels, Charmin, crest toothpaste, Dawn dishwa- dish, dishwashing, downy, um, fairy washing up liquid for gain Gillette. So you shouldn't be going to see the new England Patriots. Um, they suck. Anyways, head, head, wow. and shoulders, <laughs> shampoo, Olay personal and beauty products, oral B, uh, hygiene products, pampers, uh, Pantene, Sk2 Beauty Products, Tide, man, they own both. Oh uh, shit! Vicks Col- uh, cough and cold. Oh fuck! Dishwashing uh, stuff is Dawn, Fairy, Joy, Gain, Ivory, and Cascade. Um, they have they own Always and Tampax. Healthcare is Ascend Aussie Healthcare. Um, uh this Frederick Fiki hair products, head and shoulders, herbal essences.
1: Oh, I think it's Frederick uh, Ricci.
0: Oh, whatever. Yeah. Nikki Clark, Pantene, and Vital. Um, healthcare is a line, Crest, um the list goes on. I mean, you can pretty much see this um anywhere. Uh New Chapter, Oral-B, Pepto-Bismol, Prilosec, Scope, 7-C's, Vicks, uh, um, household is nine element a stain remover bounce fairy Febreze flash Mr. Clean like I said Pampers uh, puffs tissues loves safeguard Swiffer cleaning micro fucking and then we already went over the pretty much all the laundry detergents so I don't know Looks like I got to fucking start looking up before I pick something up off the shelf because my money is not going to brands that's fucking support this shit. That's fucked. I know. Uh, So. Well,
1: we're uh, fucked. (laughs) Because I I use almost everything on there. Yeah, well, I mean, probably you too.
0: Yeah, there's there's other uh, products out there that aren't connected to it, so. Right. um, If that's your first time listening to the show, and uh are watching on YouTube and Rumble. You should probably hit that follow button um, or subscribe button. And if you're on YouTube, hit that notification bell. You can fucking uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at checkers underscore and underscore MJ. You can follow us at truth at the underscore realist underscore uncensored. Uh, we are at YouTube and Rumble at the realist uncensored. That is one word where you can find us. You can email us at the realist uncensored at gmail.com. And that could be for uh, maybe you got show ideas, articles, or unwrap ideas. You know, we'll, we'll consider, you know, whatever the fans want to hear, you know, we'll talk yep. about. Uh, episodes will be dropping weekly on Wednesday and Friday and be on the lookout for those message Mondays.
1: Yes. And listen. Do fuck we- Procter and Gamble. <laughs> fuck Bud Light and fuck Target. And it's not the trans issue, it's the oversexualization of kids that we're against. Kid
0: the kids' rights or human's rights. Exactly. Fuck trans rights. Fucking pedophiles.